You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. What is it about Bill that makes you feel so strongly about this? Man, it's just, you know, I don't really like all the, the flack he's been getting. Because um, it's on us as players to go out there and execute. And, you know, I personally feel like the game plan has been phenomenal week in and week out. And when we had the opportunities to make the plays, we didn't make them. But we made enough tonight. Um, so, you know, we're going to correct this tape, you know, get our bodies back and move on to KC. That is New England Patriots safety, and dare I say, one of the leaders of the 2023 Patriots. Now, you may say, well, are you sure leadership is one of the things that should be on display or discussed on this team? Yes, I do, especially when he balls out and shows up each and every week. That's Jabril Peppers. Go blue. He's excited for January 1st, just like I am and so many other people. Uh, After a big night saying how badly he wanted this win tonight because he knew how much uh, Bill Belichick deserved it. They didn't like the flack that he was getting. This one was for Belichick as much as it was everyone else on the team. And you got to think, you know what? Uh, It's pretty excellent for him to get it, and it's good that they are happy for their coach. Oh, yeah, indeed. It is the Six Rings postgame show coming to you live into the wee hours after a Thursday night football affair on Amazon Prime Video. It's Fitzy. It's John Lyons filling in tonight for Andy Hart and producer Joe Braverman with you till 2 a.m. You can holler at us anytime. 617-779-7937. There's your telephone number. I got to get back to the phones. We got a couple people that have been holding on John for a while. So I want to. I want to let them get their two cents in so they can get to bed, and then you and I can really start breaking some important elements down. Let's go to, uh, first, we got David in Florida. Good morning, David. Good morning to you. How many cups of coffee have you had so far? Uh, not not enough. I'm feeling it since I've been up since 6A, so I'm actually, I, I may pull uh, a 24-hour straight. But you know what? That's I'm willing uh, to go that length for you, my friend. Oh, I appreciate it so much. Uh, Zappy, first of all, he's just as horribly inconsistent as 90% of the other quarterbacks in the league. Well, uh, considering I mean, 53 quarterbacks have started so far this year, and there may be more soon, my friend, that's what you get. Yeah. But, I mean, I want to, I, and, and as, as horrible as the offense has been this year, I mean, what would you give Bill O'Brien for a grade? 
I mean, I'd give him a, I'd give him a best of C. And, I mean, t- tonight's game, I mean, I don't think that the plan, the game plan, conceptually, I thought it was pretty good conceptually. But the things that bothered me is the run game. Why was everything up the middle? And, I mean, if you're going to emphasize the run game, you can still vary things. I mean, Jeff sweeps, uh, A-gap, B-gap, C-gap, put, put two men in the backfield. It, so, you know, I mean, the, the play call and running was everything was up the middle, everything. And it's just, it, it, it's just so predictable. Even I, I just don't get it. O'Brien has not done has not been anything near what we expected him to be. And that's just very aggravating too. Well, uh, David, appreciate the call. Thank you, sir. I, I, I think too much actually, while, Bill O'Brien was viewed as the savior and everyone was so happy to have him coming off of last year's, as I called it, John, the reverse engineered offense coming from a defensive coordinator turned offensive play caller with Matt Patricia, Joe Judge and Bill Belichick. I think, first of all, just Bill O'Brien showing up on the scene with his resume, his previous success in Foxborough and his competence, that that was already a win for the Patriots. But still, People were heralding him as the second coming. He'd fix Mac Jones. The Patriots offense would be back to where it was in 2011. Like, uh, yeah, we, uh, we there was a lot more talent on that team as well. You didn't have Tom Brady. You didn't have Aaron Hernandez. You didn't have the ascendant juggernaut of Rob Gronkowski and others like Wes Welker, Danny Wes, Woodhead. Yeah, Wes Welker, who, by the way, good had... Good offensive line. Yeah, monster seasons. Welker had monster seasons under Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien doesn't have half of that to work with this year and they have a quarterback situation that still hasn't settled and sorted itself out. You just happen to have a backup that's play that's, you know, that played a good game tonight or at least one really excellent first half after getting shut out at home and then kind of getting actually Bailey Zappi, since he's taken over as a starter has been shut out in three halves. He just happened to have had one awesome half of football, but I I'm what would I give Bill O'Brien so far this year? C maybe C minus. I mean, it's hard to give him, I can't give him much worse because doesn't have much to work with, but at the same time, I can't give him much higher because the results aren't there. Yeah, I, I lean towards like a C because when you look at the Patriots' offense this year, I mean, they've tried deep passes, they've tried intermediate passes, they've mm-hmm. tried short passes, screen passes, inside runs, outside runs, gap runs, power runs, jet sweeps. They've tried just about everything you can try. Would I, you know, look, could they maybe throw a trick play in here and there? Sure, but for the they most part. It takes so long to develop, and yeah. your line play has been so and shoddy, John. Thing. Right. I mean, he's. it feels like he's trying everything, but it, we got, like, it's, a, it, it's almost like they've had a different calamity every week. Like, week one against the Eagles, you had that 70-yard pick six Mac Jones threw, and then Kayshawn mm. Booty not getting his feet inbounds. But then... You know, week two against Miami, you had your offensive line make Andrew Van Ginkle look like an all-pro off the edge. So it's like you've had different – then you had Mac Jones against Dallas, but you had bad offensive line play in other weeks. You had receivers drop passes against Washington. You've had them drop other passes too. But, like, it feels like when even one part of the offense has gotten on track this year – then other parts let it down. Like the offensive line, once they moved Mike Onwenu to right tackle, started to get a little bit better. And I think for the most part it's been better, but then Mac Jones completely imploded even after that happened. So it's like it's tough for me to put a lot of blame on Bill O'Brien considering just the sheer lack of talent and lack of consistency he's had to work with. The one game I look at for Bill O'Brien 
that Giants game when they were running the ball so effectively and you had a dismal quarterback situation and he still threw the ball more than he ran the ball? Like, that's the one game where I'm like, oh, I think Bill O'Brien played a a larger role in them losing than in other ones. But, Mm -hmm. like, he hasn't been great, but I also don't think he's been terrible either. He doesn't have a lot to work with. He is hardly the person I would point to first and say, there's the reason why the Patriots haven't been able to win, folks. There's the reason why you've got one of the worst offenses in the NFL this year or in Patriots history. It's Bill O'Brien's fault. I mean, look, Alabama fans will jump all over him, and he's probably got plenty of detractors in Houston as well, even maybe in Patriots Nation prior to this season. But he's... uh, No, it is weird, and it's a shame that all three phases cannot seem to operate harmoniously and productively at the same time. But I would not put him... I don't even know if he would sniff the top three if I was power ranking the problems the Patriots have had yeah, this year. I, I would say like offensive line one, quarterback two, receivers three. For and if you want to flip flop quarterback and O line, like I can accept that. That's but you're right. Like if I made a list, I just mm-hmm. named three. He wasn't one of them. No. So and they were running. They certainly were running where they were running for a reason because they thought they had an. They thought obviously that was where their bread was going to get buttered as well. Um, T.J. Watt got dinged up on that first play of the game when they ran outside, and Zeke uh, ended up kneeing him in the chops and kind of blooded his mouth. He wasn't concussed and was able to come back in the game, but they were able to contain him to a decent degree. Cam Hayward usually patrols the middle of the Steelers' defense. That's not necessarily something that I would run into on a regular basis. They had some success early. Obviously, later in the game, they didn't, but you had to expect that the Steelers' defense was going to strike back at some point. Like, they weren't going to look the way that they looked for the majority of the first half. Uh, You know, two things can be true at the same time. The Steelers can bend and break, and the Steelers can also dominate as well. And they did a little bit of both tonight. Uh, It was, I'm sure they were, I'm sure they're probably talking about what an uneven performance it is and, and how ignominious it is, John, that they lost two games in a row to teams that were two and 10 and eight games. Under 500. It's truly a head scratcher. Uh, back to the phones we go, John. Let's welcome one of our favorites. This may be one of your first times you've had a chance to talk to him, especially on the post game show. Wayno in Southie. He's up late. He's on the post game show. Hey, Wayno, hey, how you feeling about up, this? Baby, hey, listen. I know, I know, but I got to get my three points, but let me say this real quick, too. All right. We had a great game, pretty much. Bailey, he, he, he is not astonished in me. He did all right, okay? I'll give him that. He needs a, little, a lot more training, okay? But did you see that hit, Fitzy, when it was like three, game, three, like three plays in, and Elliot came flying up, and the uh, guy, what's his name, um, Watts, tried to hit him, and, he, and his, he flipped over, and his chest went boom, and he ended his tooth. He got his tooth knocked out. That's why he was on the bench getting the tooth. And for the rest of the game, if you watched it, he didn't really engage like he was doing for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So Zeke did what he had to do. He took him out. And that was a big play in that game, brother, because they took him out. He yep. He's a beast. I give it to him. But oh, he's he one of the better defensive that, players in the NFL for sure, Wayno. Exactly. Did you see the hit I'm talking about, Fitz? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course I did. Yeah, we were just referencing that moments ago, Wayne. But let me ask you, are you, you know, are you, you full well understand how much work the Patriots have ahead of them? You are as diehard and oh, loyal yeah. as any Oh, yeah, well, this any season's over. Fan. This season was over three, this season was over five weeks ago. It's over. Right. 
like so I, are me, you are you you know are you one of those guys where it's like hey I'm happy we won tonight but also no 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 I'm happy yeah I'm happy because I don't like being aggravated and I'm not gonna get angry so we won the game I'm still no 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 I'm gonna be positive I'm like I like to be more positive like you yeah I, I look up to my boy right there Fitzy he's positive even though we're losing we know the season's over you know what I mean Fitzy. Let him see. This is what I want. I want Malik Cunningham out there, and I want to see what he's about. Because I watched him in, in um, what do you call it, college ball, and he was a beast. I don't know why Belichick is holding on to this beast. Let him out there. Let's see. He can whip and tear it up. You know what I mean? He's a younger guy. He's in that new, you know what I mean? Like That's what I'm saying. Belichick is so old. He can't, some of these guys, he can't, I don't know how to say it, but he can't mm-hmm. get along with him. You know what I mean? Yep, I know you have been banging the drum, Wayno, for Malik like a lot of other people. Uh, and thanks for the call, brother. Get some sleep and rest well, and enjoy your victory Friday, even though you're technically into it right now because it's twelve forty-one a.m. Wayno. Uh, there's a lot of people that have been banging the drum. I know uh, Rob Ninkovich and his pal, his pal partner Dan O'Brien on the Dan and Ninko show, have been begging for Malik for a while. A lot of people wanted to see him, John. Why do you think though there have been? You know, we were promised last week, or at least we, so we believe. Uh, there were hints and uh, allusions toward perhaps that there was a Malik package. He's been active. He's been on the game. Uh, he was elevated for this evening, correct? Uh, I think he was the second QB. Yeah, he was on yeah. the active right. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, Elevated again tonight. Yeah. Why no? Why no Malik action? Why no unique Malik? Why no? I mean, so, just like last week, I would have put him out there. I mean, you didn't even get to the red zone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nope. But, this, but I think there's two real reasons to me. One is, let's be honest, the one time he did get in a regular season game against the Raiders, it looked bad. I mean, he made the wrong read on a run play, and then on his lone pass snap, he looked total. and the offensive line was overwhelmed, but he looked overwhelmed. They had a bad, that was a bad, yeah. everyone played poorly. But I think the one. other side of this, too, and, I, and I've heard a lot of people say, oh, play Malik a bunch of snaps, play him most of the game or half the game. Look, this guy has inconsistently practiced a quarterback. He's practiced more at wide receiver than he has a quarterback. He is not ready to play a lot of snaps at quarterback, and I really believe that if you – and look, I'm okay with a package of plays, three, four plays, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you throw him out for 15 snaps, 20 snaps in a game, I really think you could do long-term damage to him moving forward because if he goes out there and he's barely been practicing at this position and he's not fully ready to go and he gets lit up, we're going to see long-term detriment to his career if that's how we start. Because we already saw negative plays when he went against the Raiders. If we continue to see more of that, it's going to hurt him and the team because I think this is a guy that, when he does develop, could be a nice piece for this team to have. But it's not going to happen if he gets pushed in too early and he gets lit up. So would I like to see four or five plays from him? 100%. Could he help him in short yardage like when they had the uh, – push-push attempt sneak tonight that didn't work at the end of the game. Yeah, I, I would like to see that, but I, I don't want him thrown in there for 15, 20, 25 snaps. I think that would do more harm than good for the long term. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. We'll be right back in just a couple minutes with more of your phone calls. John and I will speak with Mike Cadlick from weei.com at 1 o'clock. We'll also get a little bit into the draft as well, take a long look at the rest of the season, what we think will happen, what can expect, who do we want to stick around. Maybe John will even treat us to a John Lyons edition of Thumbs Up and Thumbs Down on the night. Who do we think really showed up and balled out? 
Who left a little bit to be desired? We'll get to the Cars for Kids player of the game. What a good time on ice it is right here till 2 a.m. on the Six Rings Post Game Show on WEEI. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, back to the Six Rings post-game show on WEEI. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest part was the relationships that I've grown with, you know, these guys over the last year and a half, two years. Um, to be able to be coached by the greatest coach of all time, Coach Belichick, just to learn from him. You know, for me, it was an easy decision. Um, being able to have the opportunity to play here, you know, win games here for the Patriots was, you know, it was awesome, awesome feeling, and it's, you know, something I've dreamed of since I first started playing. New England Patriots quarterback Bailey Zappi appearing on Amazon Prime's postgame show with a cast of thousands with some Patriots fans behind him in Pittsburgh. Hopefully someone gets that guy in Iron City and maybe a Primanti Brothers with some French fries on it and going downtown. Actually, he's probably already on the airplane flying home right now so he can get some beauty rest. And perhaps, I'm not sure exactly what the schedule is, John. We've got our big America's Broadcast I was going to say tomorrow, but actually it's just later today coming to you from the Harp at Patriot Place in celebration of the Army-Navy game. I'll be there with Keefe and Mego and Arcand and Jones and Fourier and Curtis and basically almost the entire staff of WEEI mixing and matching throughout the afternoon. I'm not going to be there. What the heck? No, you get KJ I, and Lions at 6 p.m. though. Oh, you and you guys are filling in for Keith tomorrow night. Yeah, nice. six, six p.m. KJ I love that you do. Look at you double dipping on a Friday. Look oh yeah, this guy, huh? That's that's how winning is done, right there, my friend. By the um, way, Fitzy, where was my invite then? If the whole staff is going to be there? Well, I mean, okay, well, Joe, I, well, I, I, I met, we're actually going to we have a, a meeting scheduled uh, for two o five. I get it. So it just, got lost in the mail. Yeah, exactly. Just like all those invites. Um, so. I'm not sure if exactly it's going to be a Patriots Monday on a Friday tomorrow. I th- I don't know if Bill Belichick is going to speak with Greg Hill show in just six, seven hours from now. I'm not sure if we would have Bailey Zappi on the afternoon show, but we certainly will have plenty to chew over. I bet all the programming, all the plans, John, that were made by everybody uh, celebrating the further demise of the Patriots, the Patriots stink, the Patriots belong in the tank, all that, uh, that everyone had had planned their headlines and, Everything else kind of got kicked to the side tonight, uh, which is a bit of a surprise. And as we go back to the phones, here's someone who's not too happy about the Patriots winning tonight. Let's go to the West Coast. Some say it's the best coast. Mac is in Oakland. How are you, Mac? Welcome. Lions, Ditsy, good to talk to you guys. You too, buddy. So, so you know, this is going to sound weird, but so three years ago, 
on Monday Night Football, they're in the cam year. They won a Monday Night Football against the Jets. You know, yep. just time expired. You guys remember that? Didn't Jacoby Myers have like 16 that, catches in that game or something? Yeah, and also that was one of the big kick yeah, Nick he games did. where he hit a 50-yarder. Yeah. yeah. And Rich Keefe, of all people, is on record as saying, as a tweet immediately following that, saying what an awful win that was because – had they lost that game, they were probably going to run the table as far as losses. And people forget how close this franchise came to having the one or two pick on that in, in, in that case. And, Lions, I got it. Respectfully, I got to disagree with you a little bit. You said earlier that generally tanking doesn't, doesn't work. And I got to tell you, you know, I don't have, like, the seven or eight examples, but of Harvard here, I've listened to him rattle off, like, seven or eight examples of, you know, of that working. Luck for one, the 9 Celtics for another, like they, they tanked the year before and they didn't get the number one pick, but they got the five, but that's what paved the way for the trade they made and ended up winning the championship the next year. You could and go so, with the Spurs going for Wemby. The Spurs, absolutely. And the reason I just bring that up is because... Houston Astros. Listen, I'm a Patriots <laughs> fan my heart, and I and Houston Astros right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect examples. And so, like, I just, I think if you look at the big picture, like, this team, you know, pardon my French, but this team sucks. They're not going anywhere. This team is, you know, they're, and so a three or four or five win team this year would be disastrous and set this, this franchise back again by, you know, five, six, seven years longer. I mean, you know, with the writing's on the wall. Belichick's about to leave. The other things are about to fall apart. Why not? You know, if you're, I understand the coaches and players aren't aren't wired that way, but mm-hmm. if you are like craft, you know, and things like that, I understand that you know, you might have a different, you know, a different agenda in mind and looking past the future and not just say, listen, three four wins does not help this franchise at all. It's good win, good for the confidence of Zappy going forward, but I just think there are this is this was not a, this really is not what you want and how the franchise, it's not good for success long-term. If you understand the big picture, this does not look well for them in my opinion. I, I hear you loud and clear, Mark. We can either agree or agree to disagree on that one, but we do appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much. Um, that's going to be the question. That is now, John, I think, you know, of the many questions, you know, the what do we do with Mac Jones or what happens with him, what becomes a Mac Jones, that's a, that's a tomorrow and down the road discussion. The what the hell is wrong with the the Pittsburgh Steelers and how come they can't play the Patriots and how bad is their play calling? That sounds like an, you know, an OPP and other people's problem, not a not an OP and our problem. But the is this will this win be good or bad for the franchise going forward? Like, is it a morale booster for the guys that are going to stick around? Is this something that helps convince ownership that Bill Belichick can figure things out? Is this something that makes those guys want to play harder and you figure out who are some of the keepers for the team next year and beyond? Or is it bad because ultimately they end up missing out on the guy that they should draft who could be a stud tackle receiver or, most importantly, franchise quarterback, which they so desperately need? I think that is going to be the, I'll say, million-dollar question. I'm not going to show my age and say $64,000 question. That'll be the million-dollar question going forward. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, thanks for the call, Mark. And I got to say, Fitzy, on sports radio in Boston, we had a respectful disagreement. Don't see that 
all no. the time on sports I, radio. Isn't that I, nice, actually? Well, no no listen, snark, no and, and, elevated voice, and here, harsh tone. Here's my point to Mark, because he brought up, like, the Celtics, and he, he brought up some. I think football is different, right? Because when you look at, just take take the NBA for a minute, like the Cleveland Cavaliers have one bad season in 2002, 2003. They dra- draft LeBron, one guy, their whole franchise has changed. Doesn't really happen as much in the NFL. Even you look at there's the Houston no LeBron Texans. in the NFL right now. Well, okay. But you even look yeah. at the Houston Texans this year with C.J. Stroud. Well, they also traded up and drafted Will Anderson third overall, and they got a new head coach who looks like he's pretty good, and they have some you know good pieces kind of already in place there, and they signed Jimmy Ward. So yeah, C.J. Stroud is the most important guy there, and he's great, and I'd love to have him on the Patriots. But them having like a bad tank season is not the only reason why they've gotten better. They had to do a lot more work than that. And I think if you look at the NFL specifically, it's a lot different than the NBA where one guy can make a huge difference on your team. I mean, look at the Celtics here. What if they, you know, if the Brooklyn Nets hadn't been awful, what if they didn't, they wouldn't have Jason Tatum. It's a totally different team. The NFL, and we can get into this more after I know we have Mike Hadler coming on soon. It's just different to me when it comes to tanking. And there's a lot of examples of teams that think they're going to tank for a year or two and 15 years later, they're still trying to find that elusive quarterback. Yeah, it's if, if you can clearly identify the guy that you want and you can see a path to getting there, even when you've got an odd set of circumstances like a Chicago Bears team that has what they thought was going to be a franchise quarterback, that now if we're to believe the stories that have been published recently or the rumors that are swirling around the interwebs, that they're out on him and they are going to be drafting a quarterback and they happen to have the benefit of multiple draft picks uh, or at least one at the top that wasn't theirs, which is going to allow them to get that guy. Like if you could identify your guy, then go after him and get him. And then maybe you have to try to figure out a couple things to do and you sneakily make a few moves. They're not going to be, there is no Curtis painter. I mean, I guess if you want to start Malik Cunningham and lose out on every game, fine. There is no Curtis painter in the suck for luck campaign from 12 years ago. That's available to the Patriots now. You're also talking about an ownership that probably realizes they need to get a new quarterback and get bring a lot of new shiny, effective parts in here. But they just want to win a freaking game. They want to put some asses in the seats. They need something joyful around the stadium, which has felt just morose, if not morbid, for far too long this year. And you've got Bill Belichick. I don't know if he's part of the solution, the problem, the equation, where he is next year. There is no tank in that guy. He's never going to openly do it for himself, and especially if ownership is going to move on from him in the offseason and bring someone else in. So, John, you're right. You outlined all of it and then some. It's just a very difficult premise in the NFL as opposed to the NBA for sure. And by the way, as Joe Braverman pointed out while we had Mark from Oakland on the phone, uh, it's not exactly like the Spurs, though they, you know, they got Wemby by playing garbage basketball last year. It's not exactly like they've been lighting the NBA on fire this year. Yeah, and that's the thing. Fifteen like, straight losses. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I think that they'll be good in the long run anyway. But it's just like look at in your division. I mean, how many years did it take Miami to find their quarterback after Dan Marino? It was like a twenty-five year process. I mean, do you want to go through that? I mean, how long did it take the the Buffalo Bills to go from Jim Kelly to Josh Allen? You're like franchise quarterback to franchise quarterback. How I many tra- how many J.P. Lossmans and Trent yeah. Edwards and E.J. Manuels and Nate Peterman? And all due respect to Drew Bledsoe, too. Like it, it's Bledsoe, it's right. something that takes – first of all, it's very difficult to find a franchise quarterback, I know. But if you just say, oh, we're going to lose and get one, maybe you'll get lucky and you'll get Trevor Lawrence. But even Mac Jones' draft, 
I mean, everyone talked about, oh, this is going to be one of the best quarterback drafts ever. Five first-round guys. Fitzy, one of those guys is good. I mean, Zach Wilson stinks. Trey Lance has been traded. Justin Fields, serious question marks. And Mac Jones is probably not going to be here next year. So we're talking one of those five in that great QB draft is is actually good. So, yeah. again, it's it's a – I want a new quarterback next year. I think they'd be – if they had the top two pick, which Mark in California, don't worry – there's still top two pick after this game, but it's just something you got to it, – it, it's just not as easy in football as it is in other sports. Exactly, though they do control their own density at this point, if you will. Uh, they – I mean, the games do get tougher. This, I this think they prob- control their destiny, not their density. That was actually a, a back to the future. You know most of my references go to the 1980s, Joe. That was uh, that was uh, George McFly. He says, I am your I'm just density. pointing out to our audience that that was a – intentional thing that you just did yes it was and hopefully for all the boomers and the old folks and the people that are approaching the half century mark out there they got it if not thank you very much joe braverman the uh, the youngster who is half my age for explaining that to people as i take far too many 80s references for granted uh 617-779-7937 is your number heading into the third and final hour of the six rings post game show when we come back from WEI.com, it's our guy Mike Cadlick joining me, John Lyons, and Joe Braverman here on the Six Rings Post Game Show.